my friend Ryan recorded some uh, surf guitar parts. He was in a band called the Boogie Knots. And I said I wanted to play drums to it. Like I just set up a mic in my basement and play drums <laughs> underneath it. And I could not get it loud enough in these crappy $10 Target headphones <laughs> to play drums. Because I could not. As soon as I started playing drums, I just couldn't hear the music anymore. And Jeez, I actually went sucks. to a pawn shop today to look for like noise-canceling headphones. And they yeah. are expensive. Yeah, they are. I I nearly bought some on Amazon because they were like on sale for 60 bucks, But I did not. $60. Oof. Yeah. Oof. I don't know if it's worth it. Um, I could I could probably borrow. I mean, my friend works at a recording studio down the street, so we can be like, hey, buddy, want to sneak me some uh, noise-canceling headphones? <laughs> Jonathan Ketchup, what have I missed this past month? I don't know. What have, what have we been up to? I finished class. I think we talked about that last time. You played a show. I played three shows. Three! Go, go, go recorded, and we played three shows, and we're like, right now we're like, we're not going to play shows again for a while. <laughs> It's like the most shows I've played in like two years in a row, like in a less than 20 day period. Gosh, that's, yeah, yeah, that sounds exhausting. It wasn't too exhausting, but one was in like Fort Wayne with our pal Science Man. Everyone go check out Science Man. Here they are right now. episode 50 no is it not it is not it is is it 49 let me double check but i want to say we are actually on episode like 50 we are on episode 60 60 oh my god we're on 60 (laughs) not 50 episode 60 Uh, i got nobody from basketball but yeah but you know what i thought you were about to say the same thing i was gonna say go ahead bill russell yeah yeah Rest in peace, Bill Russell. He wore number six. So close, close enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Russell sounded like a cool... I mean, I never knew anything about Bill Russell other than his name, and I read about all his uh, achievements in uh, just basically social politics and yep. like racial politics. Sounds like a solid dude, that Bill Russell. Oh, yeah. He was great. I mean, even throughout his old age, he was a he was a great man. He, was, he, he had a great sense of humor, a uh, great social activist, so just all around great human being. A thing I heard uh, last night that they're, uh, what's his name? John, uh, who hosted The Daily Show before? Stewart. John Stewart. Why did I forget his name? Uh, John Stewart said that once Bill Russell called him because he looked sad on TV. Like, hey, John, <laughs> you look pretty sad last night. Are you doing okay? That sounds so, about right. That sounds like Bill but, Russell. Oh, off to that meet. What have you been listening to? Oh, well, um, what have I been listening to? Well, you know, after... Last month, I, I decided I needed to go a little more back to my roots of listening to hardcore and punk rock. Punk so rock. I started uh, re-listening to uh, the band Sim Girls. Oh, 
Some, did you say sim girls or some girls? Some girls, but I said it very strangely. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> sim girls. Yeah, some girls, they are a hardcore band from San Diego, California, of course. They consists of uh band members from all types of hardcore bands you got wesley isold as the vocalist who played uh with american nightmare or give up the ghost whichever you know them as both have been co-opted by uh, a scene emo band what's funny is american nightmare in my mind is a misfit song and give up the ghost is an oingo boingo song I don't think I've heard either of those bands. Really? They're they're Boston Hardcore. Oh. Yeah, so if you know Boston Hardcore, that's what they are. Wesley Isold's from Boston, or Massachusetts at least, and he was a big figurehead of the Boston like hardcore scene. Mm. But he always kind of stood out w- amongst like those type of bands. I don't even want to mention any other bands in that genre because I just do not. Because like you'd that have genre. to list, you have to find them and send me yes, an MP3 yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, I do not want to do that. <laughs> Actually, there's one band from Boston I've never heard before, but I'd like to hear. They're called SSA. Oh, send okay. me an SSA song. All right, all right. Oh, Rick, you big dummy. If you are talking about Boston Hardcore, you mean SSD? Not SSA, two totally different bands. SSD Control were grandfathers in the Boston Hardcore scene. Get your initials right, you dinkus. Anyway, other members in the band are, of course, like I said, Wesley Isold and Justin Pearson. He's probably the other most famous I didn't person know that. on that. Yeah, he played in The Locust. Retox. All these bands, you know them. And Chuck List Crowell. Them. Let's hear them. Let's tell the bands all. he's in. All right, let's go ahead and do the list. So Just we got... kidding. You don't have to. You don't have to do it. <laughs> I I can give you songs to every single one of them. Justin Pearson is literally one of my favorite musicians ever. List. Well, let's hear the list. All right. So from the start, we got struggle. Swing kids. Crimson Curse. The Locust. All Leather. Retox. 
Dead Cross. And I cannot remember the, his latest band's name. Uh... Fackbot! Oh, Johnny, you dummy. Justin Pearson's current band is called Def Club. Who put out a record in 2019 called Contemporary Sickness. I thought you loved this guy, you dummy. Thank, Thank you, Fatbot. I am a dummy. But anyway, again, Chuck Rowell is also in this band who also played with the plot to blow up the Eiffel Tower, which we have talked about already. Oh, yeah. I got really into Some Girls, obviously, through Justin Pearson uh, back in the early 2000s and really, really loved their First major full length, uh, Heaven's Pregnant Teens. The record is kind of short, although it does end on a track that has four minutes of uh, them just shouting ape. Oh, I didn't get to that point. I don't know oh, how man. you get to that point. But... It's an amazing song, though. It has two drum sets. Oh, man. That's a lot of drumming. I like a band with two drum sets sometimes. Me too. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. It works in spurts, I think. The uh, current Todd Congelier thing, Clown Sounds, has two drummers in it. Ooh, that's awesome. What else can I say about this? I mean, it's it's like anything else that Justin Pearson has been a part of. It's kind of noisy. It's very thrashy. Of course, songs are longer than 35 seconds, but not by much. This was a different era. This this is like 2004, right? Uh, so, yeah, I believe 2006. This, yeah, this record came out in 2006. They did so, release their EP, The DNA ha- Will Have Its Say, in 2004. Which was a so, great... This was kind of the era that, like, for the kids, for the kids listening, the probably half a kid listening, this was an era when, like, crusty, like, dudes with black clothes and patches playing, like, hardcore, and then these, like, like skinny art nerds discovered hardcore and started playing music like this. And it's, you know, both yeah. genres are good. It's just funny. It's just an era that kind of came and went with a skinny nerd playing uh, fast hardcore songs. For sure. It's it was a weird time because, you know, when I first saw the locust The show was very weird and there were fights in the crowd, mainly because a more aggro hardcore band like 
that Boston scene uh, headlining or something, or they were playing there before, something like that. I can't remember exactly what the situation was, but there was a bunch of aggro fans there, and they did not like the Locust at all. And so they just started shouting at them and, you know, starting fights in, in the crowd. Boston, am I right? Boston. Oh, and, uh, and Johnny Ketchum, famously at the show, a skinny nerd. A very so. skinny nerd. I was, <laughs> like, probably, like, five foot nothing at the time, too. Five foot nothing? A skinny five short little nerd? nothing, nah. yep. I was tiny. Just, Just a little guy. I uh, pretty I like much the, uh, been the same height. Song <laughs> titled Nazi Rodeo. Oh yeah, Nazi Rodeo is a great song. The DNA will have it say is an awesome EP. It actually has Karen O in one of the tracks, and if you've never heard Karen O actually like scream in a song. <laughs> It's, it's well worth listening to. She has a very awesome growly scream. It's it's really good. Oh, you're they're also members of your your pal's Head Wound City. Yes, yes. Uh, your pals, uh, I mean, you like Head that Wound City. Me, that was another band that I forgot you gave to mention. Me a that. CD. Oh, Karen O is in the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, actually, Owen. speaking of two drummers, I saw the X models open for the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. And everyone hated the X models. Dude, of course they would. <laughs> so. Because you got, like, let's go on this little tangent because, of course, they were a 3 g band. So I'm familiar with X models. Very, very familiar. They had a song called, I think it was, like, uh, Zoo Psychology that just kind of, like, had, like, a mo, like, it began with, like, a scream, just like, hey, 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 hey! And just like a really high pitch, like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you yeah. Know it. The, the X Model dudes were cool as shit. They liked my old band, Retro Spectro. <laughs> we played nice. like two shows with them. Not awesome. to not to brag, but super nice guys. Basically, two dudes in the X Models, but with like a rotating cast of other people in the band. Yeah. I don't even remember their names. They're super nice. They stayed at our yeah, house. A I can't times. remember their names either. They, uh, I actually had a MySpace conversation with one of them oh. <laughs> years we, and years ago. The, I was in the van with them. We were driving back to Fort Worth from Denton, mm-hmm. and uh, this is just randomly happened where they were talking about the TV show My Two Dads, and then I suddenly <laughs> just belted out the theme song that you can count on me. Yeah. It's, no matter what you do, you can count on me. There was like this weird pause in the car, and then they were like, "How did you know that right off the bat?" I always tell people that if I could remember math, like I could remember episodes of Ducktales, I'd be a genius. Yeah. But sadly, I just remember these like bits and pieces of like pop culture from my youth. Oh yeah, of course. I feel the same way it's like if i could yeah if i could retain that amount of math that i need to retain for coding and anything else that i retain in my brain it would it would make my life so much easier 
Yes, and our fields of work, it's except you remember every uh, line of dialogue from Mother. I believe the morning sun always gonna shine again. Yeah. Mother 2, oh, sorry. Yeah. Mother 2. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Well, I haven't really talked too much about this record, but you know, there's not too much to say. It's it's hard. It's just something you have to listen to, and it's probably something that a lot of people listening to this will not be into. <laughs> Oh no, it's good. They'll like it. It's seven minutes. It's seven minutes of like fast punk. They will yeah. enjoy it. Well, the Very last fast. song is eight minutes alone. Oh, so on the the band camp, it is just 45 seconds. Hot air balloons. Yeah, so I don't have I don't have that version. Yeah, you're looking at the DNA will have it say. That's the EP. Oh, okay. They What's ha- the album that called? Has, uh, the records, Heaven's Pregnant Teens. Okay, no, I don't have that one. Okay, oh, oops. No. So we're looking at two totally different records. Yeah, that's what I, th- I mean, it makes sense though because they kind of came out like, well, the DNA Have It Say came out, I believe, in 2004, but it was kind of the lead up to Heaven's Pregnant Teens, which they were, I think they released like a single maybe late 2005. Oh, this and is then, not on uh, the Bandcamp at all. This is a uh, this is on Amazon or whoever at Apple Music. I think Heaven's Pregnant Teens they went on to join Epitaph, and that's when kind of oh really yeah that that record was really so the song Death Face is the one with uh, the them saying ape a lot. Yeah, yeah, that song ends in like four minutes of them shouting ape. That's funny. I've seen this cover many times. I don't remember where and why, but I remember it being around a lot in the early aughts. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I know. I I still have my T-shirt, and it's, like, reversible on the inside. It's, like, a nun with, like, dripping, like, eyeliner, smoking a cigarette, holding her pregnant stomach, and then the other side is is the album cover. Some girls. That's some girls. Yeah. Oh, and Epitaph put that out. Okay, how weird. Yeah, I know. It was like a. I mean, they put out that one, and then I think they also put out the Locust last they did. record, yeah. New Erections. Wow. I don't know what happened there. They just ended up connecting on those few records. Well, Justin Pearson always says he'll never actually release a Locust record on 3-1-G. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's just he's not going to. Because everyone was like trying to pull it from other directions. I feel like a you right now that I'm just going off tangents about other bands, but I saw that the Linda Linda Lindas, or the Linda oh. Lindas have a record. Gentlemen by day, hunter by night, friendliest catch me. 
and it's on Epitaph. And I almost bought it, and I was like, eh, it's on Epitaph. I'm too good for this. And I was like, why, <laughs> why, why would I think that? Just fucking buy the CD, dummy. You know, like, it was... I felt the same way, weirdly. Like, even when – I remember when they first announced that, and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. And then I was like, holy shit, it's really good. Yeah, that's how I felt about that Locust record. Yeah, yeah. That, when it was on Epitaph, I was like, "Oh, Epitaph!" Like, but why? Why hate Epitaph? It's just because they're like the bigger punk rock label. They're still an right. independent music label. And isn't it run by Tim Armstrong from Rancid? No, that is his sub-label, Hellcat. It is okay. run by someone who I think. Oh, Factbot, who runs Epitaph? Oh my stupid, stupid boys. Epitaph Records was started in 1980 by Brett Gurewitz so he could put out his own band's record. And I thought you boys were punk. So, yeah, that's who runs Epitaph Records. All right, fair enough. I, thought, I always enough. thought it was uh, the guy from Bad Religion. But yeah. it is not. It is not. I always thought that for the longest time. I realized that. Wait a second. Untrue. No. Right on. I'm sorry. I I know. Oh, that. the guitarist, Brett Gerwitz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So it is a member of Bad Religion, Brett Gerwitz. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. That makes sense. I guess. So that's probably why I was just like, Bleh, for no reason. It's not <laughs> like Bad Religion is a terrible band or anything. I like Bad Religion. It's funny. Yeah. I don't love them. Ten million dollars on a loser campaign. Twenty million started. I don't love the people that love bad religion. Like, it's <laughs> too much. I, I get what you're saying, and I understand it, and fully 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know why I had that stigma on that, on Epitaph, but apparently we both did. It was just something to do when you were a young punk and they were bigger than any other label yeah. that you listened to. So as a 40-year-old man, I still did it the other day, but I'll probably go out and just buy that Linda Linda CD because it's probably good. I bet it is. I don't know what they do, but I mean, straight up, I, I'll say that New Erections by The Locust is the best Locust record ever to be released. Um, just because it's just so tight it's so concise like it's just yeah every song i mean they're longer but it works you know and they had an ep before that that really kind of showed that's kind of the direction they were going but even that was kind of a little disjointed mess where this just feels so tight and they have like every song arranged in a great i mean the track listing's great i i love both these records i ended up buying both of them from 31g because i repressed them on vinyl and i own them both now so you, they repressed them on what on vinyl final well you know what i'll guess i'll have to listen to the full link but i really like the dna will have to have it say like if you don't want to jump into a whole record by theirs, the seven song, seven minute record yeah. could be yours for the low price of $5 digital on the 31G Bandcamp. And, and that's a good one. That is a yeah. good EP. 
That is a quite a goodie with a really disgusting cover. Ew! Oh, so bad. I know. Poor little rabbit. Oh, rabbit with, like it's a rabbit with some like shrimp and like belts and twigs yeah. coming out of it. It's weird. I, I don't know. They were weird. But anyway, what have you been listening to, Rick? What have I been listening to? So I've been listening to this uh, punk rock band from Austin, Texas called Mujeres Padridas. <laughs> And their album Muerte in Paraiso. They're like a cool, like hardcore band. I'm sorry. Uh, Rick. All their songs are in Spanish. Uh, this isn't what we talked about. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what we gotta talk about. Look, we gotta talk about the 1989 Prince Batman album. Woo! <laughs> Party man! Okay, for the kids, for the kids out there, in 1989, there's a Batman movie that, for some reason, like, younger people think is trash, and a lot of people my age also think is trash. I enjoy it through and through. It's got it's got its slow points, but it's a good. It's bat- fun. It's the first Batman. Yeah, it's got it. It's good. Um, for some reason, there is this contractual agreement that if Prince did the music for this Batman movie, that he could do his own soundtrack, and I believe movie as well. So I think that's where Purple Rain came from. Um, I believe. I think Purple Rain came out before that, actually. But hmm. hold on. Uh, am I wrong? No, Purple Rain. Yeah. It was like a... Yeah, I am wrong, but it's basically like... It was like a weird like contract tie-in with Warner Brothers I to do see. a movie and music thing. So he did all the songs for the Batman soundtrack. And the other day, I, I do this screening series called Video Boom, and I put in the uh, Party Man video. <laughs> for the thing and I went to the record store later with some friends and we were talking about that weird video and Kaler the guy working by the counter was like oh we just got that soundtrack in and I was like well sold (laughs) (laughs) and I was listening to my car for such a long time and it's I've never really heard it till recently it's so bizarre it's super weird so first of all it's the Batman soundtrack which is bizarre Prince how does Prince fit in the Batman in the first place (laughs) no idea it has samples from the movie gentlemen 
Let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? And all the samples come from like the work print of the movie. And the songs are sung from the perspective of characters in the movie. Yeah. So I don't know if you knew that, but like. No, I did not. I, I mean, I guess I only really song, know two songs. From which are which are Bat Dance, uh, of course. Keep busting. Yeah, the Bat Dance, of course, and then what was the other track name? Party Man. Was it Party, Party Man? Man. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is it. Well, I'll go through them. I'll be as quick as I can. So the future is sung from the perspective of Batman. And it's so weird. So here's the character sung from the perspective of Okay, so there's the future. Sorry, starring Batman. The electric uh-huh. chair sung by the Joker. Which just reminds me that originally the concept for this album was going to be Michael Jackson and Prince doing duets and their own songs. What? Bat, uh, Michael Jackson would sing all the Batman songs and yeah. Prince would sing all the Joker perspective songs. Oh my God. That would have been honestly super cool. It would have been cool. And then I mean, it would not be cool. Yeah. <laughs> who would have thought Prince, I mean, yeah. who would have thought Prince would come out the more wholesome of those two? <laughs> not me. So the arms of Orion is a terrible song, but it's a, it's supposedly a duet by Vicki Vale. Uh-oh. And Bruce Wayne. Vicky waiting. Oh God, this one has like a weird phone call at the beginning. I'm of a mind. I'm of a mind. Of a mind. Make some Mookie. <laughs> phone book. It's called Vicky Waiting, and it's supposed to be sung from the perspective of Bruce Wayne. Oh, it's but it's a good song, strangely enough, but it's weird. And then Trust, sung by the Joker. Yep. Oh, my uh, God. Lemon Crush, which is a legitimately... So, Trust is a good song. Okay. It's really, like, bouncy. It's in it's in the movie during the parade. Trust. I put this question to you because I want you to be with me. 
yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And also Prince spells U with just a U and two with a two, like yeah. the, the number two. Of course. Lemon Crush, sung by the perspective of Vicky Vale. Ooh, pretty, pretty one. Come on, come on. Scandalous. This song sucks. It's so boring, but it's okay. Uh, I think I do know Scandalous. It's like Scandalous. Scandalous from the perspective of Batman. Don't know why. Well, I don't know why Batman's singing this. Whisper. Whisper <laughs> and then there's Bat Dance. Oh, I got a live one here. Which the liner notes, it's all samples from the movie with the occasional get the funk up. Get the funk up! Get the funk up! And then after they introduce Vicky Vale in the song, Mm -hmm. which is Joker saying stop the quote from the movie, stop the presses twice. Stop the press. does it again right afterwards it's like a weird <laughs> thing it starts saying oh yeah oh yeah i want to bust that body is what he says but then there's another character that emerges in these songs Gemini which is who Prince portrays in that party yeah. man video where he's basically like two face like one side yeah. white and one side normal and then I Prince think. actually gets some lines in one of these songs too as himself somewhere <laughs> something about who needs God or something like that I'll find oh, it of course hey Jackie let me stick the seven inch in the computer But man, it does. It goes through every every sample of the movies written down here. Joker, I gotta live. I hear. Get the funk up, Batman. Get the funk up. Get go 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 with a smile. I've seen the future, and it just it's quotes from other songs. Yeah, and it's all the all the word. This town needs an enema. That's in there. Yep. What the? <laughs> and man, it's I just, love Prince. Prince is fucking weird. So here's this deal. Deal. I don't love Prince, but man, I do love this uh, Batman album. And uh, I am a little annoyed that in the Shaun of the Dead movie they throw the Batman record because they're like, oh god, get rid of that one. Purple Rain. Oh, Son of the Tone. Definitely not. The Batman soundtrack. Oh, I mean, my 
parents are of the age to be really into music like this. Um, not necessarily the Batman soundtrack, but Prince, Michael Jackson, all those, all those 80s musicians. And I don't know, I grew up liking Prince, but I do, and I'll say this about, I said this recently about another more contemporary artist, but I think Prince was good at having like one or two really fun, dancey singles. And then the rest of his records were kind of boring, like kind of bordered on these like very soulful, like ballady type songs. And those are awful. They're all bad. They're, they're very boring. They're super yeah. duper boring. And I'll, I'll just say, I, I said this about Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce is very good at creating like a couple really solid singles, but then uh, the rest of the record's valid. So, I mean, I already know what I'm going to get. I know I don't like Beyonce, but I do think those singles can be fun as I do with Prince, but I really love like the fun Prince songs. I I love Raspberry Beret. I was driving to Austin and I a song came on the radio and it was the Prince song Controversy, but I had to remember the lyrics so I could type it down. Yeah. And I didn't know it was Prince. I was like, oh shit, that song's cool. Prince can be cool. Yeah. He's also a huge weirdo and sent a letter to Weird Al to not make eye contact with him at a some event. Oh, yeah. And apparently yeah, Weird was... Al just stared at him hard the whole time. Yeah, he was a super strange guy. I mean, very private. I mean, identified as a symbol. Yeah. He was a weirdo. He lived in Dallas, Texas for a while. That yeah. was fun. Did yeah. he? That's crazy. Yeah, apparently he lived in Dallas for a while. I couldn't He's imagine a... that, but it makes sense, honestly. Anything that people tell me about Prince, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So another takeaway from this is that Sheena Easton is on a couple of the songs and co-wrote The Future. Somebody told him playing cops and robbers was cool. Would our rap have been different if we only knew? I've seen the future. And I didn't know who Sheena Easton was, and I, like, looked her up, and I was like, oh, Sheena Easton, you seem interesting. Uh, just like that very, it's very Prince style songs. Yeah, didn't she work with Prince? Like yeah, more a lot. Than, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently like, a lot. Was she one of, the, no, I'm thinking. I'm she thinking. has a lot of uh, solo records though. And she's on an episode of ALF. So we got that going for us. <laughs> we got some time. That's yeah. all I'm talking. I'm done talking about the Batman soundtrack and Prince. That's, that's, that's fair. 
That's fair. But <laughs> it is a, I mean, it is just a cool, I mean, if you were alive in 1989, everything was fucking Batman. Like it was yes. just that I'm looking at the record cover. Now that goldish yellow Batman logo mm-hmm. was on fucking everything. And like, Oh yeah. I think I, between that and like, there's this picture of me as I'm basically a, a baby. I'm holding like a stuffed Batman and I'm wearing a Ghostbuster shirt. And I'm just like, yeah, that's the eighties, baby. <laughs> that's me, baby. Young Johnny Ketchup. Not seen yeah. the bat. What's funny about when Batman came out when I was in first grade, I did not want to see it. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I had no interest. I had more interest in seeing UHF than I did. And UHF, like, Dude. apparently <laughs> failed because of Batman, like, oh. that summer. Yeah. Would it have done any better? I mean, I like UHF, but I don't know that a lot of people would. I don't know. Try watching it now. The humor, like, I don't know. I watched it the other day, and I was like, this is probably one of the best comedies ever written. Yeah, I haven't seen it since, like, 2005, maybe? 2006? Maybe. Well, watch it tonight. Oh. The wife is, is out of town. The wife is out of town. Close the shades <laughs> and watch UHF. UHF? Oh, man. We got it all. Hey, there. It's our closer song tonight. It's the song yeah. from UHF. Yeah, that, oh, UHF, that, it is a fun movie. Yeah, it's good. And for that reason, at this time, we say good nighties on good UHF. Night-ies. <laughs> good so nighties, UHF. Good nighties, UHF. Finish your milk, UHF. It's good nighties. We go.